I'm Jay Probs. And I'm Dr. Cash. And today we we're gonna be mainly talking about um, some NFL action. Um, starting off, um, Saquon Barkley and the New York Giants unable to reach any sort of contract extension, um, any sort of extension on his um, on his franchise franchise tag, which Barkley does not um, expect to pick up. So we're looking at him becoming a free agent, um, possibility of being traded, I mean. Um, so, Cash, what are your initial thoughts on Barkley basically not really set to become a giant in the future? I think a lot of what the reaction uh, was from the NFL world today kind of sums it up. At running back position, just it's not holding as much value as it once did. I mean, um, one, I mean, it's just their age – they don't have much longevity in the NFL to kind of – it just seems to be after the first four or five years, like they just burn out and don't have that same burst, that same efficiency they once did. And that's what the Giants are seeing right now. You know, they, they are not willing to pay Barkley, who, one, has injury issues, but, two, is also not going to be putting up those rookie year numbers like uh, he once did. And I think running backs, like finding you a solid running back – is it's not as hard to come by nowadays. And I think that's what more and more NFL organizations are, are realizing. Yeah, for sure. And you think about it, the Giants um, invested a second-round pick in the 2018 draft for um, for Saquon. Um, they, they invested a high, high draft pick, and now, um, now they're, not, they're not extending him. They're not showing the idea that they – want to continue and i think like you said it shows how devalued the um the running back position has become i think it's really like a lot of teams i saw a tweet that talked about how a lot of teams are doing it where they're drafting a a running back second round third round playing out his rookie year franchise tagging him and then just drafting another running back it's because they're so replaceable there's so many of them that Barkley, who even I mean, even with the um, even with the injuries, he was still coming off of a Pro Bowl season. Um, one of the, in my opinion, best running backs in the league, sixteen hundred yards, um, yards from scrimmage, and an absolute beast. Um, but Giants are like, we can find someone else. Um, there's so much available that the drop off from a top running back like Saquon to a mid-tier back who you can probably get in free agency or on the waiver wire is not not that big. And teams don't want to be stuck in that same situation that we saw the Cowboys stuck in with Zeke um, where you're tied to this big money contract and the guy just doesn't pan out. He gets old. His his legs don't work the same way. Um, But I just – I mean – these are the Giants. They invested money into um, into uh, uh, Daniel Jones already. Um, but Cash, do you think this is kind of like? Do you think the Giants need to invest in Saquon? Do you think he is an integral part of this offense, or do you think he is replaceable because he is, in my opinion, one of the best and most versatile running backs in the league? I think from the Giants' perspective, I mean, he, he was such a big part of their offense 
last year. Numbers back it up, but I mean, not only rushing, but he he was a a pretty good receiver from what I what I saw. And for a team that doesn't have the like super top five type receivers, I think paying Barkley would be the right move. But um, then again, I mean, his injuries are, are have been an issue over those these past few years, and um, financially, if the Giants are looking to go in and maybe potentially get one of those top five receivers in that free agent market, mm-hmm. then it would just, I guess, be worth it for their sake to let Saquon go. But from what I saw last season, that team that made the playoffs, Saquon was just too big of, uh, too big of a piece of that offense to let go. Yeah, I think especially once you already invested in Daniel Jones, you kind of want to put the pieces around him so that he can succeed. Right. You not you don't want to just want to throw him in in the deep end. And Saquon was such a big part of taking pressure off Jones in the running game, but then also providing him that blanket guy out of the backfield yeah. um, who can create things off the catch. Um, but I mean, it just it's another trend. It's just how the running running back position, like you said, has has become. And I mean, people running backs have spoken out about it. Other NFL players are like this. This position needs to be valued more, but it just that's just not how the game works. And until I guess running backs are superstars, and just I feel like you can only name a few like Christian McCaffrey who can really make a change like that. Um, in both the passing and the rushing game. But until you get more Christian McCaffrey's, I guess, then we're just not going to see the position valued. Um, but moving on to a position that I guess is is more valued, um, the wide receiver position. Um, DeAndre Hopkins deciding to, um, to sign with the Tennessee Titans. Um, a... In my opinion, a shocker move, mm-hmm. um, signing for a two-year, $26 million deal um, after stating that he wants to go to a competitor, a top elite quarterback, and a great defense where he can really succeed and um, challenge for a championship. I mean, I, in my opinion, this move hits none of those requirements. Um, Cash, what, what do you think from, from Hopkins' perspective do you think this is going to be a beneficial move to Tennessee? For Tennessee, I think it's definitely a beneficial move. I mean, you have young receivers and uh, Traylon Brex who definitely learn a lot from him. But from what Hopkins said about finding a contender, uh, finding a good quarterback, he completely just went against that. He's going to be having Ryan Tannehill or Will Levis or Malik Willis throw to him who – are all below average arms yeah. right now in the NFL. Um, other than Derrick Henry, I mean, this offense just isn't that great. The defense is good, I'll give them that, but it really is not the contender you we envisioned D-Hop to go to. Mm-hmm. They really, honestly, they don't have much over Arizona. I don't even know if they have anything over I mean, Arizona yeah. other than that run game. Exactly, and I think another interesting thing that I've kind of seen has been this trend kind of of players who you see kind of go to these to the Titans and have these receivers specifically go to the Titans and have kind of their career die. I mean, we saw with Andre Johnson, Julio Jones, Robert Woods, um, and the biggest, I mean, and Hopkins now. So, I mean, 
it could be possible that they just the Titans because of the way that they play, where they rely so heavily on Derrick Henry, this math math smash mouth offensive game yep. plan. Um, it's kind of like these receivers they don't get enough targets to be considered top tier unless you're AJ Brown who is a monster and that kind of takes me to my next point. If you're giving Hop D Hop two years, twenty six million dollars, couldn't you have just paid AJ Brown? Like, yeah. Why? Why do you need to? Why did you need to trade him? It doesn't make much sense. AJ Brown's the younger option. He has more burst. He has more speed right now. Way less injury prone. And I, I, I don't know. The Titans just must have felt super desperate. They want to get the most out of out of Derrick Henry. It seems like. And yeah. Um, it was just kind of, for me, it just looks like a last-minute desperation move to, you know, win the AFC South while it's still manageable for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's so many other options, I feel like, that um, that Hopkins had. I felt like Buffalo, New England were all solid options where he could actually go be the number one receiver in a position, in a in a team that valued the receiver position where he would get solid number of um of targets per game and he wouldn't be overshadowed by the running game but it's his decision he's a free agent um but i kind of just wanted to end end the podcast on some nba summer league finals action um the cleveland cavaliers unfortunately um absolutely blasting the houston rockets um winning winning the summer league trophy um and yeah, Amani Bates putting on an absolute show. I think that he has really been. I mean, of course, you know, as a Rockets fan, Cam um, Whitmore, MVP of the Summer League, got to give him a little shout out. But I mean, this Cav team, Isaiah Mobley, um, of like, I think they just they have so much firepower that they they've been playing really well. I think um, it's something that. Obviously, the G League doesn't mean as much, um, but it's still it's still promising because you know a, a team like um, like like the Cavs have don't have as many spots, so it's a nice place for guys like Mo, Mobley, Bates to to shine and really show that they have value to possibly be picked up by another team and get that chance in the NBA. Yeah, we talked about. Um... Isaiah Mobley and uh, Imani Bates yesterday on the episode. And exactly. Tonight they, they showed it again, and Bates was able to watching the game early on. I mean, he already he had three assists in the first like four minutes, mm-hmm. so it was good to see him share the ball. He also was able to score it, and um, yeah, like you said, this Cavs team. I mean, when they're going to be paying Garland, uh, Evan Mobley and donovan mitchell all that money um they're not going to have a ton of cap space to be able to deepen their bench but if they're able to draft these rookies early on give them a couple years to develop that's what builds a championship team and and that that's exactly what they're going to have in in Lonnie bates and isaiah mobley um and sam merrill a guy who i mean we haven't really mentioned much as a g league star but i mean 25 27 points um and he was, man, shooting lights out, fifty percent from three. That's and he shot twelve threes. So that's he made six of his twelve threes. 
which is, I mean, an insanely high number if you think about it. Um, so yeah, that's, these are some guys like Merrill, especially who you look at and could be like, this guy could be that eighth, ninth guy for a Cavs team who's paying Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, Darius Garland, and Donovan Mitchell max money. He could be that shooter off the bench that gives you 10 minutes. Um, and hey, you never know, could have all started in the summer league popping off in this game. So that's kind of, that's what the summer league is 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 here for, right? So I think yeah. he's, he, that's kind of a perfect example of that. Um, but um, I think summer league overall, it's fun times. You know, I keep saying it, it's basketball. Um, so now, now we're on that, fu- that real off-season grind because we don't have any basketball at all. Um, until, baseball, really. Yeah, until end of September um, is when I think NBA summer league uh, training camp starts. So looking forward to that. Looking forward to, to baseball, I guess. Um, women's, women's World Cup. Uh, soccer starts on thursday so looking forward to that you know we'll be covering you guys for that um so make sure to check us out um every single day we're here for y'all um posting podcasts um so make sure to keep check checking us out wherever you get your podcast from make sure to check us out on our social medias instagram twitter tiktok you already know um make sure to check out our website everyone at tape.com Thank y'all so much for watching. Peace.